Hey folks, Mark Scroggins here with another edition of Family Law Talk, and today I've got the privilege of having a buddy of mine, Dr. Stephen Courtney, with us. Mark, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on Wednesday afternoon. Well, nice. you know, nice that we can do this. It seems like last Wednesday afternoon I spent with you, you were uh, busy working on my neck. So. Right. <laughs> yes, we've done that a few times. Yeah, we have. yeah. So I've uh, I've spent. Uh, God, it's hard to believe that the first time you uh, you worked on me was 17 years ago. That's a long time. I've been playing up for 26 years, so I see quite a few uh, repeat patients and uh, get to know quite a few people in the area. So I've been doing it for quite a long time here in Plano. So why don't you uh, kind of explain what your specialty is, the different areas that you do, and uh, the the type of situations that would bring someone in to uh, come see you, right? And uh, again, I said, Mark, I've I'm, I'm been here for 26 years in Plano, and I'm an orthopedic uh, board-certified uh, spine fellowship trained surgeon. So I've, my practice is uh, devoted only to uh, spine only, and primarily in adults. So usually people in the late 30s, early 40s, 50s, 60s, those are people who usually come, come visit me. So I first uh, first met you when you were, before you had your own practice, you were part of another practice, and uh, through a... Uh, a buddy of both of ours, right? Um, that uh, was kind enough to say you need to talk, you need to talk to Steve with the problems I was having yeah. with my neck. Yeah, so my, our buddy he introduced me to, to Mark, and you know the, the good non-compliant patient that Mark was. <laughs> so I, I did an initial, uh, I think, a two-level neck operation on him, and then you know him being a divorce attorney, these guys don't stop. So I ran him on later on that afternoon, and there was Mark eating, a, I think he was eating a steak and a uh, but, but mashed potatoes. So I said, what are you doing? I said, he's, he's following some pleadings. but um, So he had no problem with his uh, voice or his uh, sore throat after his neck first operation. Yeah, that was about 17 years ago. It was yeah. a long time ago. Thank God I had a uh, paralegal who was kind of riding herd on me a little bit to keep that stuff from going yeah. going out. So uh, it was a little crazy. I had uh, That was back in the day when I actually still smoked. And uh, yep. I was walking outside with my uh, uh, the IV bag was walking out and yep. uh, remember a nurse was trying to tell me that I couldn't do that. And you just like, don't waste your breath. Let him go. Nope. <laughs> and walked outside, so, smoked a cigarette. Yeah. Came back. Yeah, the type A personality people, you can always tell them. So you can't tell them anything, but you can sure, you can, you can sure see them. <laughs> so I've been doing it for a long time. I know who's coming in the front door and how they're usually going to act afterwards. So, but uh, it was a long time ago, 17 years. And, uh, you know, life goes by. Mark wears out. He just wears out a little bit further. So people were out, and I said, uh, so I've been playing for a long, for 26 years now plus. Well, and any time I know anybody, obviously, that's got neck or spine issues, obviously the first person I have them call is, is Steve. You've seen, as a matter of fact, you've seen lawyers and uh, and paralegals that work for me. Oh, yes, <laughs> I have. seen you as I've well. Quite a few different types of people, yeah. So, uh, and most people have, you know, my, you know, my back hurts, my neck hurt, my leg hurts, you know, disc pain. Uh, some people can't walk very far, and. Uh, the majority of people have had, uh, of course, non-operative treatment, medications, physical therapy. You know, I'd also do my own injections as well. So, so I know these patients extremely well. So, uh, so I do my own injections on certain patients too. So it's a, it's a process. Stay back up. I know that's something that we messed with first. Was going, you know, doing the. Um, of doing some of the injections and trying some physical therapy and some different things before we got to the point of cutting. Right, and that's how it typically runs. But you know, uh, some, if you don't if you don't have that look uh, when you first come to the front door, uh, it was, what's that look? Said so you know it when you get it. So when you get that look, uh, most times you may need surgery a little bit sooner than later because sometimes you wait too long. 
you know, you can have some permanent nerve damage, uh, and that's just reality. So, you know, and it does this it is a process. So some people need non-operative treatment. Some people need surgery sooner than later. Right. Uh, and it's just all across the board. Yeah. So it really is that way. Well, I know this time we did uh, we did surgery at uh, Eminent Hospital, which right. is yours, correct? Exactly, right. And then you also have a uh, – well, you've got some of your yeah. your uh, latest tools and things and right. uh, prosthetics. Is that even the correct name uh, for all of these? Uh, well, there are uh, uh, so there's a lot of different. Uh, like uh, Gilad, do you do minimally invasive surgery? So minimally invasive, uh, this is the minimally invasive surgery. So when you put it in the patient's hands, which I always do. They're like, wait a minute, what happened to the small incision? But uh, <laughs> but this is what these are real minimally invasive screws, and so these are the screws going in the patient's back and. Rod, so this is how you stabilize someone's back. Um, so this is made for the lower back. Uh, so I started Eminent Spine, uh, Spine Company, back in 2008, uh, where I actually designed them, manufactured them, and I actually get the FDA approval process as well. I've been doing that since 2008. I'm very uh, efficient at it. Uh, so I think we have about eight or nine <laughs> FDA letters now, and uh, we sell it all throughout the states. We sell it some international as well, so... But for the patient goes, it's nice to see at least you're able to see at least once, you know. And I think this is what Mark has in his neck this this plate, the cervical the cervical plate. Right. So uh, there are different technologies, the different uh, type of metals you use these days, materials. Uh, so that's just pure titanium, and and these here just are three uh, D printed titanium. So there's a lot of different uh, metals we're utilizing these days for implants in, in, in persons' bodies. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I know when you went in and you pulled out that uh, section that had been done 17 years ago and it had your initials yeah, on it. Yeah, it did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago. Actually, yeah, I told this one company I'd make a plate for them, but in those days all the plates were all titanium, they're all gray, they're not very fun. Um, but this is all you do. So all my, all my color are usually purple, green, and gold for LSU. So, uh, But you can actually see them. So it's a it's a different color scheme uh, when you do that. But uh uh, it, it wears well, so it did well. Well, I wanted to, yeah. uh, I want to come back around and talk to talk about some of that in a little bit, but I wanted to talk, uh, about some of the different things that you see and really, um, where I see some of that too in, in my divorce practice. So one of the things, you know, when people right. come to me and they're planning on getting a divorce, I mean, you've gotten to the point where you're not getting along anymore. Anymore. Right. And it is amazing to me, as you know, I saw you talked a little bit about, you know, when someone comes in and has got that look. And when I came yeah. back in, you told me that I had that look, but I still yep. being the kind of pain in the ass that I can yep. be. Yep. I wanted to go ahead and, you know, for about a year I fought it. Yeah. And so I lived with constant pain for right. for that period of time. And so I see the effect. I saw the effect on it firsthand and I can see the effect that it has can have on a relationship like on my marriage. But is that something that you see that uh, that people are concerned about when they first come and see you? Uh, and can you explain yeah, a little bit what, what uh, people go through with that? Yeah, when you get in the, cr- the chronic pain, uh, or hell, any type of pain, quite frankly, acute pain. Right. But the chronic pain, the people that I typically see, uh, you know, you can see the strain on their marriage because, uh, you know, pain, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very it's a very depressing, uh, at least can lead a lot of depression. Uh, and typically patients are about mid 40, 50 ish, you know, sometimes their hormones have gotten out of whack a little bit and they get more depressed that way. But, uh, back pain and neck pain can definitely stress a relationship very quickly. And you can, you can usually see it. I've seen, I've had several patients, you know, who've gotten divorced from it. 
Uh, I've seen people who have I've been knowing for for many years, uh, and then they just they just uh, you know decide to get a divorce because it, it's a it's a strained relationship. Uh, just from that depression, just uh, uh, it's not a happy situation to be in. No, hell, the, the irritability that goes along with it. I mean, you know. Some yeah. people that are sitting here right now uh, right. saw me in that, and you know I'm a little bit a uh, a plus <laughs> plus, you know, yep. to begin with, and so you add the constant pain in, and you know I was a bit of an asshole. Yeah, so you have to, <laughs> as a spine guy, as a spine surgeon, you have to have a very unique temperament to deal with people uh, because they're just they're irritated because you know sure. they're, they're irritated for different reasons, not because they're in your office, because they're irritated because of they're just. They're in pain and they're just irritated for different reasons, but uh, they go hand in hand. And in, in the, you can always sort of you, you can always sort of sense them and smell them if they're getting irritated for different reasons. And sometimes you got to just calm down, let them vent a little bit, and that's that's fine too. So I sort of treat the entire patient. Uh, my patients, I know a lot about what they're doing uh, from a personal standpoint because I show them all these implants too because I think it's, they need to have an opportunity at least to see what's going on in their body because a lot of patients, you'd be surprised, they just don't. Right. Uh, but they call a lot of print, and then they get depressed, they don't like to work out, and it's a snowball effect, and you know, no one likes working out when they're in pain, and it does cause a lot of emotional um, uh, charge there, if you will. Sure. Let me, let me ask you this. So when you see somebody that's got a lot of constant pain going on, what kind of suggestions do you make on ways to, to deal with that? Right, and then uh, you know, one of the things try to make make some type of pain journal where you can determine when when your pain where is it is it in the morning time, evening time, and also the location of the pain is it in your neck or your back? Right, uh, get more familiar where your pain exactly at. But if you're having true nerve pain, those paces are drawing. You know, they're having pain radiating down their arms, down to the legs. Uh, but well, weight weight's a big thing in the United States of America. It's a big thing uh, right now, and uh, weight it does a does put a lot of stress on your lower back, not so much on your mid-back or, or your neck, but definitely your lower back. Uh, so weight reduction is hard to do. You know, you know, everybody likes to eat food. I get it. But it's a, it's a, it's a major factor in backs. Uh, that definitely does that. Um, but uh, weight, weight reduction would be helpful, you know. It's hard to work out when you're in pain. And, and also certain, certain exercises that patients do, but maybe the wrong ones, you know, is a different – general different decade you may have to modify your workout program because you know you just have to have to do something i remember <laughs> you telling me 17 years ago that i needed to stop lifting heavy yep and uh, i was not real good at listening <laughs> no, and, and, <laughs> and, the, and the smoking thing you know you, you don't look really good when you're going out of the hospital with your gown you're behind showing <laughs> and you're you know, also having a winston or marlboro in your hand smoking so that's a that was not a really a, war, a walking you know, person of health there but uh, no, no, i think no. you got to probably a bit smarter more educated and a little more mature Say the last word lightly, but uh, <laughs> I don't think you're smoking anymore, which is a is a major issue in backs and necks. Yeah, that uh, I cut that out eight years ago. So yeah, that's good. It's hard to do. So weight weight is a big thing. Smoking is a, is a is a massive thing in necks and backs, especially when the outcomes. Uh, the diabetics are more prone to have issues and complications huh. too. So uh, those are usually the three big variables that uh, that, that get people in complications, uh, and it does, especially the smoking. I don't, I don't care if you're vaping or it's just a smoke. It, you know, it affects the uh, how the body heals, how the bone heals. It's a major effect on it too. You know, I I think that's all fantastic advice and uh, important for everybody to understand. You know, because nobody, especially 
you know, I notice now I'm 54 now. And so, uh, you know, it's not like we don't heal like we did when we were in our 20s. No, we're not, we're not either. <laughs> so uh, definitely don't. And I just, you know, I tell people I've gotten more sensitive too. I tell people not to get maybe a little bit less puffy, you know. Right. I used to say different words when I was a little bit younger, but because uh, I'm, running, I'm running ahead of you. But uh, if you do something, you know, on a, maybe a routine basis, just, just something, you know, walking, swimming, or biking, or light weights, nothing heavy, don't strain. Right. Uh, it helps, you know, everyone's fighting gravity, everyone's fighting stress. So it does help combat that to a degree because no one's getting younger and we're not getting any prettier either. So uh, that's uh, well. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you about the not getting any prettier. I think I'm getting prettier every day. So uh, one of yeah. the things though that I noticed also I wanted to talk about we've had uh, a lot going on with this the opioid crisis in the U.S. Right. and uh, you know you hear the horror stories seemed like the, the vast majority of them came out of Florida. You know someone right. writing a thousand Vicodin a month for someone. I mean, and that's a that's a clear cut deal. But yeah. what's your opinion on this? Because I started wondering. Did it go a little, has some of it gotten too far where, where doctors are scared to prescribe pain medications for people who really need it because they're fearful about, you know, big brother coming to get them? Right. Cause they, they, uh, you know, the, there are definitely agents that, that track what type of medication that you do right. as a physician and as, they, as well as they should, that's, you know, that's their job. Right. Uh, but sometimes patients need pain medication to get them out of, the, out of the acute pain. You know, you don't need to go sell it on, on loop 12 down there. But right. you need to – but sometimes I think they've taken it a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes the insurance companies won't even approve the pain medication. Right. Uh, so it's a multivariable factor there. But uh, some people who need it, you can usually tell if they need it. Uh, most physicians should be able to see if they're drug seekers. And, and there are programs out there that do track patients. Uh, and they know exactly what type of medication you're on. So you can't really lie to the doctor right. if the doctor has the right software. Uh, but it was a big, it was a big process, and I think the, the government did do a reasonable job of trying to combat it to a degree. Um, but um, there were some bad actors after writing too much medication, so they got um, got disciplined with what they deserve. So, uh, you know. yeah, it's a hard thing, man. That's a hard thing. <laughs> yep. It's it's difficult when you've got to be placed in a situation of of trying to help someone, but at the same time, you got to you know, be a little skeptical at the same yep. time. And is there medication you write, like the, the right dose of steroids? Steroids, they get a bad uh, reputation, but, you know, if you do the right dose and the right duration, they're perfectly fine. Uh, same thing with muscle relaxers, they can help some too. So it's a multi-medicine approach to, uh, you know, to, to medication, yeah. I think one takeaway, though, is the right combination is something that can really help someone that's oh, with it's, acute pain. It's vital because a lot of people who see me have already had, the, like, the Medro dose pack, the little baby six-day pack. It's already pre-printed for, so the pharmacists and the doctors don't have to go back and forth to see what dose it is. But <clears throat> if you increase the right dose for spine patients, uh, they can see a lot better improvement if you get the right dose of steroids in them. So, but not all the time, but uh, short-term is perfectly op- appropriate. You know, one other place that uh, I think our, our practices cross, cross paths is when dealing with HIPAA. Oh, yes. I know a lot about HIPAA. So that is something that, I mean, it scared lawyers to death, especially the lawyers, you know, divorce lawyers like me that, you know, in child custody matters, we're looking at uh, mental health records and all kinds of things and making sure that you've got all the proper releases signed. And that's something I'm sure y'all have got to deal with. Right. And that's 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 typically the first uh, page you fill out in a physician's office is HIPAA form. Uh, So... Uh, you know, your information is between you and your, and your physician and not for everyone else. So, right. Uh, 
they, I think the federal government has done a good job of uh, diversifying that and getting better control on that. Uh, some people do violate it, and uh, but it, the patients, that's their information, not for that physician, not the other people. Um, well, and you recently uh, came out of a lawsuit winning a a big, yep. big judgment, and That's thank right, God you were finally vindicated after how many years did that crap go on? That that lawsuit <laughs> went for about five years, but uh, it, it had been going on since like 2004, uh, people stealing my patient's charts and so forth, and, you know, just a, just a damage, a damage model, but... I finally figured out what was going on with them. It's, it's taken me five years to get them there. So I think four weeks ago, I went to the Collin County uh, and got a jury trial in my favor for those people. Uh, uh, two, one physician and two, uh, one was a defense, uh, one was a malpractice attorney, one was a federal prosecutor attorney, and one was another individual. But they, you know, they got uh, they got guilty verdict for about a ten point eight million dollar verdict in my favor because uh, they they got exposed, they got caught. Uh, and then they're, they're uh, sharing patients' information inappropriately and awfully. So the jury in Collin County, uh, you know, in my favor, which I was very relieved to, and uh, helped my reputation because what they tried to do is destroy my reputation. It didn't work for them. So, yeah. Well, I know that makes, you know, the relief that that's got to provide for you and, you know, uh, it, Having it, known you professionally for a long time, it sure made yeah, me feel good. I come from a little different part of the country, but uh, yes, yeah, so they. You know, these people were stealing over fifteen hundred and seventy-one patients' charts, so it's probably one of the biggest HIPAA violations in the United States of America. I didn't let it go. I kept pursuing it because something was wrong here. It, it wasn't right. It didn't smell right, and it took me a long time, a lot of money to expose them, and, uh, and, I, and I sure did. Well, I'm glad that that happened. And yep. uh, let me ask, what else is left in that? Uh, right now we're, you know, we got that verdict about three or four weeks ago. Uh, and, and now their criminal side is coming because, uh, what they've done is it's just criminal charges. Uh, right. So the criminal, they won't investigate until the civil side is over and it's over. Uh, and it's, uh, it's just basic. That's stuff you just don't do, you know? Right. They got caught and they had burner phones they were using. They're communicating with people with burner phones. Oh my God. And the, and the federal prosecutor was telling them to destroy evidence or computers or laptops or thumb drives. And one of the other attorneys was, had this massive list. I think she had it back in 2011. It's just taking that list and throwing it in the poopy doppers that are at her daycare because that's what she was, that's what she wanted to do to destroy the evidence. So they're destroying evidence left and right. Oh my they God. Got caught. So they got caught. All right. Have they? Uh, have any of these folks lost their licenses yet? Uh, one physician, a uh, spine surgeon, who has, was started all this. Most of it started. He's no longer practicing in Texas, uh, and he's uh, no longer in the state of Texas. He sort of had to leave. Uh, so Good. I don't think he's practicing anymore anyway. <laughs> wow. So, um, and the other two people, the other attorneys, uh, you know, they're they're up. I think one might have quit practicing. Uh, one still is. For right now, um, <laughs> it's a different, different process. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like they, uh, they might have a little bit more to, to worry about than just losing their license. Right. Yeah. That, that's, uh, it's, uh, I do a lot. Of, I do things compliant. I do things, uh, the right way. You know, there are some physicians like regular people are, they don't do it the right way. Right. But if you do it the right way, if you can do it, you know, it's a, that's appropriate. And there are people that are out there that, that do it the right way. And I'm one of them. So let me ask this, Steve. Um, when 
should someone come and see you when they're having uh, some neck or, or back issues? Uh, yeah, a lot of people forget come usually uh, usually get a big clinical th- on Tuesday from people doing things on the weekends. Uh, but if the, the pain is more persistent, if it's over you know two or three weeks, that, that'd be a reasonable approach. Uh, a lot of people just come see me to get educated what to do and what not to do. It's probably the most important thing. Uh, uh, but if you're having the arm pain, the leg pain, or it's having a lot of strength of your hand or your foot, you probably need to get to see, you need to see someone a little bit sooner. I remember uh, that's when I saw you the first time. I had drop foot. Yep, you got it. <laughs> you got it. And you may, you may, sometimes you get the function back, you know, and sometimes you just don't. Uh, right. that's, that's permanent nerve damage, and it depends how each nerve root responds to it. So and it's, uh, it's, all about that, it's all about the MRI scan, what type of symptoms you're having. So on to something that is really important. What the hell is going on with LSU? I don't know what they're doing this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're having a real problem. Uh, I'm an avid LSU fan. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I don't know what they're doing this year. But uh, I went to, all, went to all the games, uh, you know, two years ago. And uh, uh, this year's been a little bit of a crazy season for them. Uh, last year was an unusual season. So the 2019 season was a, was a, was a magical year or so. Right. Um, I got all type of stuff in my office about LSU and um, a lot of it, but they, they, they need some help in intervention, <laughs> to say the least. I think they're fixing to get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, you're you're as much of a nut about LSU yeah. as I am about University of Texas. So yeah, uh, I went to LSU uh, Texas game again two years ago. Right, when I was way up there, but uh, that was a, that was a fun game for me. It was good for yeah, you. I was there was. too. I didn't enjoy that quite as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went to that one. Went to LSU Alabama game at Alabama, and actually those fans were actually very nice to us. I mean, my two daughters and. I think we might have spent 50 bucks a whole weekend. They were so helpful, and they just bought everything for us. It was sort of unusual. It was a really bizarre. Yeah, that's a, yeah, uh, that's a nice deal. It was. So uh, so they're, they're working through it. Yep. Now, supposedly, I, I'm hearing that Lane Kiffin might be uh, the guy y'all are going after. Yeah, I hope they uh, won't go on that discussion, but I wish they could get <laughs> someone else. His name keeps floating around some. Uh, so he might want to keep eating his popcorn at Ole Miss, hopefully. Yep. You know, you never know. It, it, you never know. You I know, know. You know, Texas just went through this, so yeah, uh, I'm. Amazing, yeah. I am. Uh, I am full on drinking the Kool Aid of uh, Sarkeesian. Let's yeah. hope that it it starts to uh, pan out. Yeah, I think they're playing better. It's just been a, a little bit unusual year this year. Yep, it has been. So, Steve, I want to thank you for for joining me well, here today. And, folks, uh, if you ever have any back issues, trust Steve. He has done wonderful work on my neck. Twice. I feel like I'm about to be the bionic man uh, with everything that's put together now. But you're getting closer to it. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, thank you much. Yep. Go see uh, Steve Courtney if you have any back issues. Uh, yep. Where where they can get a hold of you, Steve? Uh, AdvancedSpineCenters.com. Uh, ask any body in Plano. They probably know me. There you go. All right. Thank you much, folks. And, uh, you know, tell your friends and come back and see the next episode as well. Good. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.